the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Flavor! How dare you? Flavor! What? Flavor. Have you tasted something? Fla- flavor. Is it metal, metallic? Do you remember Flavor Flav did that reality show? Uh, yes. Was he marrying someone? Did he, he was looking for some, he was looking for love, wasn't he? There's two. For some horrible women. Yeah, there's two really good ones. <laughs> One was Brett Michaels from Poison doing Rock of Love, <laughs> which is amazing. I mean, it is amazing. <laughs> And the second one was Flavor Flavor. I forget what it was called now. Probably Flavor of Love, I guess. It's time for love, surely, because you've got a big clock on his neck, Yeah, isn't true. It? The only thing I remember Clocking from, off with Flavor Flavor. From the show I'm going to call Flavor of Love, I can't right. remember if it's called that or not, is that one of the women... He was living in this massive house <laughs> with loads of women who were all trying to become his wife. And one of them He's took a... strange-looking chap. One of them took a shit on the floor. That's right, yes. Yeah, do you remember? Good. Anyway, Luca Pete Show. <laughs> Uh, episode one nine nine point five two. We're almost. It's almost like we're making a uh, a comment on <laughs> the arbitrary nature of episode numbering. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. You introduced this this style just so your little admin brain can get be satisfied. Well, when I when I first had the idea to do this show with you, mm-hmm. I thought when it comes to admin organisation, knowing where I am mm. with it. I'm going to need all the help I can get. Yeah. So I thought it might be a good idea to name the episode, sorry, number the episode. Yeah, but when it comes to actually putting together like best ofs on on the rare occasion, I think we've had to do it twice in our history. Yeah. Or maybe two or three times. Um, it, it, I mean, it, the numbering hasn't helped in any way. <laughs> no, but it's not all about that, Pete. It's not all about that. No. no. It's all about when people say um, they want to reference a show in an email to us, or they want to tell their friends about it, right. all that kind of stuff. Listen to say. 175. Yeah, it's easier. Listen to 175. Because if I say to you, for example, right, oh, Pete, go and listen to the Luke and Pete show. Right, okay. And, um, Let me guess. Give me an arbitrary number and I'll guess what was on there. No, I'm not going to give you a number. That's the oh, point. Right, the okay. point The point is, see, again, you just, you're not on the same page. You just right. don't get it. The point is, if, if someone tells their friend in the pub on a Friday night, um, oh, you should listen to the episode where they talked about the guy who um, who did this, that, or the other. Right. Oh, what's the episode? Oh, it's called A Pin Bag of Bees. 
Right. People are searching for that. Yeah. But if they go, bang, it's episode 162, Sid the Racist Neighbour. <laughs> 162 is straight in there. I don't even remember Sid the Racist Neighbour. Well, you know, it's episode 142, Brexit fondue. You know, <laughs> people get it. They that know where to like, go. That sounds like, um, remember the um, TV show, Doug? I used to have a I used to have a band called Oh, I can't remember the fucking band now. I remember the show. Ba- I remember the show Doug, yeah. yeah. He was in a band and his main song was Killer Tofu. Ooh you Killer Tofu. So yeah, that was uh Well they called the Beats. Me. The Beats, yeah, yeah, that rings a bell, yeah. They're called the Beats. Roger. As in Beetroot. Yeah. B E E T. Nice. I yeah. like it. I like it, Lake. See, speaking of um Ooh. I, I had an amazing um sort of two minutes on the internet uh, this morning, right? <laughs> wow. First Trick of all, uh, someone shared something into my Twitter timeline, mm. which was George Harrison, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr yeah. in the early 90s-ish mm. in a, on a beautiful back garden overlooking a pond or a lake. Uh, I think one of them might have had a guitar and just having a little sing-song. Nice. Years and years after the Beatles had finished yeah. and after John Lennon sadly died. Nice little thing. It was like quite cool. Wow, imagine that. Imagine going to like a... A garden party and the Beatles were actually there. Kind of party, no, it wouldn't be. (laughs) Yeah, forget it. Um, (laughs) Then, no word of a lie. I scrolled down a bit further and saw a two-minute rant of Ringo Starr in the present day, advocating for a no-deal Brexit. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, peace and love. Brexit. Roger Daltrey, he's Brexit, involved. Oh, mate, he's been he's been Brexit for a long time. Has he? I, I had an early shout for Cleese being a problematic individual. And no one was having it. No he's one lib- was having he's it. He's a Liberal Democrat though, isn't he? Well, uh, nah, he's very vocal about certain things. He's a little shit. He's 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 always been a he's always been problematic in my eyes and, and he he's got there. He's got there for me. He's had quite a few wives. He has had quite a few wives. He, he, he just comp- he, the only reason why he's still working is that he's just got a lot of payments to make. I think because there's, there's there's a I think I'm right in saying that there what, was what a talent though. What oh amazing. You watch Faulty Towers. What a talent. And and I mean Obviously, he was only a core writer, but the amount of... St- it's, it's worth listening to... Oh, God, is it the Rule of Three? Rule of Three podcast. Mark Haynes, who does the um, uh, does the wrestling podcast with me, Wrestle yeah. Me. Um, he does... He he works on a podcast that's called The Rule of Three, where they get um, they get uh, leading comedic um, people in, in the business, people like Charlie Brooker and stuff, to talk about... I haven't been asked. You haven't been asked now. Oh. <laughs> to uh, talk about their favourite shows and stuff. Uh, and Robert Popper got um, brought on ex uh, head of ITV comedy and a couple of other things. He wrote look at um, look around, look around, look you. around you. Didn't Robert Popper write Friday Night Dinner as well? Yes, he yeah. does. Yes, yeah. he does. Uh, he's currently in, in 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 writing the new series, I think. But uh, he was talking about Forty Towers and like the they they just take one episode of Forty Towers and break it down. It's beautiful. And they look at the script compared to what actually um, happened and stuff. What a piece of work, Mate, um, Some of those are. It is incredibly good. It's only I think twelve episodes in total, as people always mm. say. I think two two quite short series. Mm. Like John Cleese is one of those guys where you can just see the talent emerging from like every pore. Everything mm. he does mm. is really, really funny. Mm. Uh, he's a genius. I mean, I remember, um, I remember being at a, um, it might have been a Ramble live show, mm. and someone, one of our listeners who we love, who we love, obviously love dearly, had a, f- had a few drinks. Drink had been taken, shall we say, <laughs> and he kind of collared me and said um, something about how he doesn't doesn't like all the puns that we do. Right, okay. I know you don't like puns either. I don't like puns, no. And um, he said to me, "You know, John John Cleese said, I can't remember what it is. Something like, oh, puns are kind of the last refuge of the unfunny or whatever.' Mm. Which apparently John Cleese said. Right. And I was like, my instant response straight away was, 
I'm not fucking John Cleese, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what you're doing is criticising me for not being a comedic genius. Well, I'm fine with that. I'm comfortable with that. But 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 Cleese, yeah, Forty Tales is amazing. Cleese, Cleese is an absolute legend. You know, Milligan, Cleese, Everett, Sessions. Yeah, Connie, all, Connie, all Connie both co-wrote Forty Towers. Yeah. You can't discount her being a massive part of it. But I was going to say that um, he's, he's been through several wives. Um, yeah, um, one or two are the same age as his daughter, I think. Through and and <laughs> no, he has and <laughs> and never under, never underestimate the truth friend. the truth behind the reformation of like a classic band or comedy oh, yeah, troupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fairly certain, fairly certain, the Stone Roses reforming might have had something to do with a very punitive divorce. Right. Okay. Financially, <laughs> I think. Yeah, every think. yeah every band will get there, especially nowadays where you can't make any money through music. It's yeah. all about touring. Um, but John Cleese did, did do a quite a good tweet last week as well. Recently, he was backstage at Innsbruck, um, uh, and he said, uh, he said just to the uh, the stage manager before he went on, he said, just just a quick one. Um, do you know if this audience will know me? Because I think it was like an evening with John Cleese. Mm. Do you think they'll know me more for my Monty Python work or for my Forty Towers work? What kind of audience would it be? And apparently, the stage manager said to him, "I've got no idea who you are, so I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> So maybe he was a young fella. So. Lot of time for that. But Monty Python is absolutely massive in the US. You know that it's yeah. huge. Like, I don't know about Hollywood you. Ball, didn't they? Yeah, I don't remember ever really seeing Monty Python on the TV when we were kids. Uh, I did because I was a massive fan, but I don't know where that would have come from. Maybe videos. It was on BBC Two a fair bit, but I mean, it, obviously, it, it was. I mean, by the time we were sort of cognizant, um, it would have been like ten years old, wouldn't it? So. Yeah, but stuff gets repeated a lot. You get, you, I mean, Forty Towers is on the TV all the time. Monty Python's never on TV. And it, yeah, only because you got lo- yeah. But think how many few channels we had back then. And also, sure. Like, but why know. is it not on TV now, Monty Python? It's not really part of the public consciousness. I don't know. Maybe it's expensive. It's on. It's on all the streaming services, isn't it? Is it? So I think it's on Netflix. Anyway, in the US, they absolutely love it. Um, you remember Crisp Andy? Uh, yes, I do remember Crisp. The man Andy, who's yes. never, had, never a had a crisp, and it's kind of he's never had a crisp. Maybe start with a gateway Pringle. Mm. Which, as uh, Luke says, is not te- technically a crisp. It's a gateway drug. Gateway to, drug to crisps. Yeah. Mm. Um, he sent in this story. And I'm, do you know what? When I first saw this story, which let's be clear is horrific, right? Um, I immediately thought of Crisp Andy. Mm. <clears throat> so the circle was complete when he emailed it in. I was very pleased he did so. Circle of crisp. Yeah, like mm. a an onion ring. Yeah, like an onion ring. Do you remember those? I do. <laughs> You'd have to make the sign. Terrible breath fresheners, though. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Bandy emailed this in. It broke around the start of September. Mm. Um, e- experts are warning about the risks of extreme fussy eating mm. after a teenager developed permanent sight loss. Yes. After living on a diet of chips and crisps. Eye doctors in Bristol care for the 17 year old after his vision had deteriorated to the point of blindness since, living pro- since leaving primary school. Sorry. The teen had been eating only French fries. Ringles <clears throat> and Ringles. white bread. I remember well, this guy. As well as the occasional slice of ham or sausage. <laughs> now, to me, the kid is 17, technically a child. Mm. Parents have got to swing for that. Not swing, that's harsh. Parents have got <laughs> parents have got to bear responsibility for that. Maybe swing a um grab a big bag of onions and swing them into his mouth. Possibly. Yeah. Needs, um, needs to eat some vegetables. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, his sight started going like just he, but he didn't like the, the texture. He didn't like the texture apparently of of a veg, which is uh, just embarrassing for the parents. So, but you might have some. You might have a a, a kind of mental issue around it. Mm. Um, oh, I'm, I would. I would it. say going blind after eating all the crisps is an eating disorder. 
Yeah, hundred percent. He's been going to the GP since he's fourteen. Apparently, mm. um, he was diagnosed with vitamin deficiencies. Then was put on supplements, but did not stick with the treatment or improve his poor diet. Parents need to need to ask questions of the parents there, but I don't think Chris Bandy is correct when he emailed saying, "See, I told you crisps were dangerous." I think right. this is kind of an extreme. No, case. exactly. Don't eat them every day. I um I was talking to um Sam Fender, young uh, singer songwriter. His album's out this week, I think. Uh, he um he had an eating disorder as a kid. He's a fat kid and he wanted to get who's who's um he asked a girl out and he said, "You're too fat," so he went on a let's not eat anything kind of situation, oh which a lot of uh, young men and young women uh, go into. But he said he used to throw his, it's <laughs> quite comedic, he used to throw his, um, his uh, toast out the window, out the same window. Right. Um, rather than eat it. Rather than eat it. So like, after like six months, <laughs> after six months, the, 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 the neighbours cut their hedge and just found loads of toast. A mountain of toast. Incredible. What a discovery. Why is there so much toast under this tree? You don't expect strange. that. You do not expect that. Make you sure do you not expect that. If you're listening, make sure you get enough vitamins in your diet. Just look after yourselves. Life's too fucking short, isn't it? It is. Jesus. Life's too short. Let's Probably take a break. To listen to this. Let's not take a break yet, Pete. Why? You're out of your mind. All You've right. already started introducing emails. All right, let's take a break. They're seeping in. All right, fine. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. First step is to find the right position for you. Put your hands down 
and lower your chest to the ground. Just do that and pretend that you're <laughs> holding poop in. And it should sound a lot like this. There's a man eating crisps there as well. There's a man eating A very apt email jingle for us there. What's the best position for you, Luke, when you are... Um, what, eating crisps? Popping one off. <laughs> popping one off. Popping one off. Um, Pete, you are a regular breaker of wind in this uh, office. No. Be honest. If it has to come out, it may as well come out so everyone can enjoy the noise because it's inherently hilarious. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's funny. <laughs> other, uh, other people in the organisation do have a problem with it, though. <laughs> Who shall go, go uh, unnamed? It's, it's Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Um, what it's, about this email from Chris? She says, Hi, Luke and Pete. the devil's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Running the domestic... Bat- oh, sorry. I'll, I'll start that again. <laughs> this is from Chris, and he says... I'm running domestics batteries in my Amazon remote. Domestics. With an X. <laughs> nice, I like yeah. that. Sounds like a, the band Sticks. Sounds a bit naughty. Naughty. Um, just to mention, on circumcision. Oh, where's I, that come from? Over here in the come States. On now. Before my son was born, I was poring over the decision whether to circumcise or not. Yes. Okay. As Pete alluded to, the health benefits are not conclusive. Not to mention circumcision is a legitimate surgery on a two-day-old child. So naturally, I posed the question to my friends. Essentially, the answer to my question of pro or con to circumcision was I just did whatever I have. So basically, if my mate had the snip, so did his son. The reason being is at a certain point, your son will see your old chap, and if it looks completely different to his, it is a traumatizing situation for him. Hey, Dad, why does yours look completely different to mine? Any answer to that question is traumatic. So to avoid it, you just continue the family tradition. In short, I don't think it's a scientific solution, but instead, it is just to avoid an awkward uh, question four years down the line. So, you know, little lads had the snip, just like his dad. Right. Thanks, Chris. <clears throat> I do not want to cast aspersions over a man and what he does with his children. Just don't show your kids your knob. Peter. What? It's an important part of people's development to understand... <laughs> to look what, at your dad's knob. ...what the human body is all about. I don't remember it? seeing my dad's knob that much, to be honest. Just don't show your knob. How many times in total have you seen your dad's knob? I remember walking on and um, having a tab on the toilet. <laughs> and as Willie was like dangling into the wall, he was doing a shit and he was reading the newspaper. <laughs> and I remember, I remember seeing that. But we had one of those like little... That kind is of cancer, not educational. Not it's not educational, is it? What? How old were you at the time? But the 25. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> but the mo- but it, was, it must have been when I was very young because he, was, um, he gave up smoking quite early because I had asthma. But uh, I remember having a tab um, reading. The, I mean, imagine, imagine how not annoyed he must have been. Me turning up and going, "You can't smoke anymore." That's that must be one of. I don't smoke. But that must be one of life's great presents. You probably saved the, reading, his life, Pete. You probably saved the, his life reading the newspaper while having a shit and having a tab. What a fucking treat! What a treat that is. <laughs> Little bit of dad time, and I, I have it sandwich on the oven. side. Have sandwich <laughs> on, the, on, on the seat. Really strong black coffee. Yeah, yeah. probably my dad. Yeah, my dad would drink a coffee while doing a shit in the morning. So the the educational the morning, part of you finding out about your own reproductive <laughs> organs essentially consists of you walking on your dad yeah. smoking and reading the paper on the toilet. Yeah, and seeing a friend's dad's pubes that were very grey when we <laughs> went, went to Cubs. How did that happen? An- another bit of abuse. How did that happen? Swimming, weren't swimming. Right. But um, I'm thinking, God, they're grey pubes, aren't they? Wow. I didn't have any pubes. I was going, well, he's wise as... I mean, he was a very grey man, but he, he was a young gentleman, but he was a very grey man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, when I was younger, my parents took me to Ended the up so- with a tie bride. Oh, really? <laughs> When I was when I was I young, moved to Sunderland uh, like like a fucking Alan Partridge character. <laughs> you finished? 
Yeah. I was just writing down, writing those right, down yeah. so I don't forget it for the synopsis. Yeah. Um, when I, I was young... I hope, my, I hope he's not listening to this, son. My parents, my parents took me to the science museum right. and taught me all about all that kind of stuff. Oh, it was like was an like, educational right, thing. Okay. It was quite awkward at the time, but I appreciated it. But you, so your parents didn't give you any information? Um, well, you, what information do I need? I'm not, I'm not doing surgery. What, what do I need? Like, I've got a PEP. If I get it out, it's a problem. That's all I need. <laughs> if I get out in front of people, it's a problem. And I've learned that lesson the hard way. <laughs> it wasn't hard, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was bloody Pete, so you're saying that like, because you're not a surgeon, you, weren't at, you didn't need to receive any kind of education around reproduction from your parents because you never planned to be a surgeon. Well, by the time it becomes important, I will have learned it elsewhere at school or something like that. But it's, you might you know, not get the right information. I can't remember my mum. The point is you can trust your parents. I can't. My mum's fear of me getting a girl pregnant has halted so many sexual congresses in my my past. And rightly so. And rightly so. Tell us more. Just she was just paranoid. No, don't get pregnant. Don't get. Mum and dads make having kids sound like the worst thing in the world. Like the the worst thing in the world. Mm. Like they, they just, you know. I've been in situations a long time ago now. But like they're going, oh, I don't, I don't really like condoms. I'm like, well, I'm still fucking using one, aren't I? For a million different fucking reasons. Yeah. Responsibility. Where's this? Where's this? I mean, I don't have from? any with me. Have you got any? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you're, so you're basically, you didn't, you didn't get any kind of interaction about that kind of stuff apart from seeing you down on the toilet and seeing a bloke who you didn't even know. Yeah, his pubes. pubes yeah. In, in this room, pool. Presu- I, I mean, presumably it was the changing room. Ah. <laughs> 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 right, fair enough. Gets, but yeah, no. Um, fair enough. We're up in Sunderland. Well, thanks for the email, Chris. Oh, did you see? I posted on Twitter this um, this video of uh, of uh, are you plugged in the you're plugged in the system, aren't you? On your, yeah. on your computer. Um, go to my um, go to my Twitter. All right. I posted this this wonderful little video of um, um, it was Frankie in the Heartstrings account retweeted it um, from 1980. Um, this TV um, company uh, interviewing um, a lot of people in the Sunderland Town Centre asking um, if they would be bothered if someone was gay or walked down the street. Um, yeah. Holding hands or whatever, yeah. and they're expecting fucking fire and brimstone, fucking bollocks. But right. what they get is actually quite adorable. Play it out. All right, I play it out now. I'm plugged in, aren't I? I plugged into so, the yeah. matrix. Plugged into right. the matrix. Some people's reactions to the idea of homosexuality because many people find it difficult to accept anything not regarded as normal. She's got a lovely accent. Being homosexual mean to you? Yeah, I do not. Homosexual? I heard about them. I heard about them. Do you know what it means, being homosexual? Yes, my daddy told me that a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> what an accent. Like most people think. Just ordinary people, as far as I'm concerned. Are you being personal? Yes. Are you being personal? It doesn't mean a lot to me, really. It's nothing to my Yeah. Because it's what they ought to do, not what everybody else wants them to do. They want to be different. So if they want to be homosexual, then be homosexual. It doesn't bother me one little bit. It shouldn't bother other people either. It's their life. Don't find any fault with them. I mean to say, I feel it's disgusting myself. <laughs> That's um, gone south. They can't help it, can they? Can't help it, can they? All right, if you get on with them, you know, uh-huh. you can get some uh, hard puffs, like you know, right. <laughs> get some wildies. Uh-huh. How would you feel if you found out that your best friend was gay? He is. Me yet. Not with me, one. So, like, they're expecting, like, people to sort of go, oh, it's fucking disgusting. No one cares. No one gives a shit. No, no one cares. I love the bloke's going, I is. Not with me. (laughs) Not with me, (laughs) one. Oh, I love it. That's from from, from 1980. Adorable. The year of our birth. Yeah. 
Oh, you're 81, aren't Surpri- you? Surprisingly good-looking black lads there. Loads of really good-looking people <laughs> in something in 1980. Yeah, they won't look like that now. Also, there's... That, that accent's really soft and, and actually quite nice to listen to. Oh, it's lovely, yeah, this little accent. A lot of, like, my teachers... Like, my dad's from Seaham, which is just um, over the over the way. Um, he's got quite a nice accent. But um, a lot of my teachers... We've heard him school, on the show, haven't we? We've heard him. You have, yeah. Um, um, a lot, a lot of uh, my teachers were from Sunderland, so a lot of the kids had slight weird accents. What about this email from Kevin? Actually, it's not from Kevin. I don't even know why I said that. It's, Ken- <laughs> it's, 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 that it's from, from Kenny. And right. Adam Richardson also got involved here and emailed in with exactly the same suggestion, weirdly enough. Right. So last week, Pete, I said, is there a better group of songs with the same song title as Come Together? Right, right okay. You've got The Beloved, you've got Spiritualized, you've got The Beatles, obviously. Well, both Kenny and Adam got in touch talking about Around the World slash All Around the World. Can I stop you? Yep. Uh, it's come together. The actual name of the harmony, uh, the um, the beloved, the beloved song. I, I think, think it's it is, I think it? sweet harmony, isn't it? Is it? I think it's called sweet harmony. Oh, is it? And sweet harmony, let's run together. We oh, play that right. I didn't know that. We play that on uh, Absolute Radio with alarming regularity, and I'm not really sure why. I'd never heard it before I joined right. Absolute. That's actually blowing my mind. I thought it was called uh, Come Together. That one, right yeah. now. No. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's completely blown out of the water Sweet anyway. Harmony, but together. that's enough. Adam and Kenny have said around the world slash all around the world. You've got Oasis. Right. You've got Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Off of the album California Cation. stinker. Daft Punk. Yeah. E17. How did that one go? Been around the world, but there's no place like home. Not oh, a baby. Had they been around the big world? Hit. It was a big hit. Is it? And yeah. Lisa Stansfield. In around the world. Classic. I can't find my baby. It's a classic. So, around the world, we'll give them this, but it's it's kind of around the world slash all around the world. We'll give them that. Mm. Kenny and Adam have come got in touch with five big hits yeah. that have got that song title. If you can beat that, it's hello at lukeandpeachshow.com. That's not a bad shot, actually. I'd like to see a Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego with Lisa Stansfield, uh, but it's a detective video game where she's trying to find her baby. Hmm. She's going to all different places, trying to find babies, solving puzzles. Where would you go first? Uh, Romanian orphanage. That's disappointing. Why? Disappointing answer. Why? Where um, you find, that's where the babies are, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is that a disappointing answer, then? Quite 80s, for one. Quite an 80s answer. Is it, it sounds like it might be quite offensive as well. Why? Well, orphanages, there's a lot of orphanages in Romania yeah, but because not, of the displacement of, of people back in the day, isn't it? He's not talk, she's not talking about an actual baby. She's talking about her boyfriend. Well, start with a... Well, she's, well why is she calling... Why is she saying baby? Because she's just confusing people, people isn't she? That's, she confused you. That's what people say, isn't it? They call their girlfriend a boyfriend or whatever, baby, don't I they? I thought she'd lost her baby. No! God, Martin, that, bo- that is a bombshell, Pete. A baby shell. What would that, you would never have made that mistake if your parents give you proper sex education when you're a kid. <laughs> what a confusion that is. Oh dear. Do you oh, think she's actually looking for a baby? I think I think I I kind of figured out that's what she meant, but I'm just I don't know. No one's gonna be convinced by that explanation. <sighs> uh, have you got another email or do you want me to do one? I'll do a quick one. Uh hello to Nikki. Hello, Nick Turner. Um oh hang on. I mean, that's the email address, but um, it's Mike and Sunderland at the end of the email, so, mm. yeah, hopefully they're not bothered about me saying Nick Turner. 
Ignore what I just said. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, following on from my previous email about my nosy neighbours and their high-level decking. Pete, will uh, you save us a lot of e- editing if, you just, if people just went along with that? Well, that stuff I've just done, just ignore that. Just ignore that, yeah. yeah. Uh, following on from my previous email, uh, I don't think seeing a Romanian... There's a lot of orphanages in Romania, aren't there? Isn't that, if that's what one of the things they're famous for? I don't know. Have you been to Romania? No. Well, I have. There's okay. loads of them. Well, I'll defer to you then. <laughs> It was a salt mine and just a load of orphanages. All right, fine. Uh, hi, guys. Following off on my previous email about my nosy neighbours and their high-level decking leaves my eyes struggling to find another place to look at when chatting to them over the fence other than their groins. I have an update. Remember, we had that guy who had problems with the neighbours decking? A little yeah. bit too oh, yeah. high. A yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. too yeah, high. Yeah. The latest news has given myself and my family much uh, mental strife and presented us uh, with a rather troublesome fork on the path to harmonious neighbourly relations. Uh, they uh, said r- neighbour recently gave my wife and uh, myself a key to their house to help look after their cats while they're away. The problem is therefore uh, this. <laughs> do we use the key purely to look after the cats or do we use it to also have a bit of a snoop behind enemy lines, thus falling into the trap, into the trap for tit for tat? I need help in making this important decision. But before you answer, please be in mind a couple of salient facts. One is that when we gave them a set of keys to our back garden a while back to look after our rabbits, they allowed their young son to play with a football in our garden and kick it over the fence to the neighbour on the other side. Doesn't sound bad until I tell you that they never told us about it until the other neighbour asked if it was our ball and then only boldly admitted it when we asked if the ball was theirs. But you don't actually know for sure that's what happened, though. He could have booted it over your garden entirely from his garden. It landed in that garden. Maybe they admitted it. The, the second and perhaps most important fact is that they mustn't, certainly would snoop around our house if the situation was reversed. Right. Now, don't, you don't know that, Mike and Sutherland. Listen, it's a general rule. Don't go snoop around people's houses. It's weird. Right. We, I, I've two, Definitely two of our neighbours, yeah. we've been given a key to to go and feed their cats or do whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I have not once um, looked snoop, anywhere. Snoop. Should, no, because it's weird. Airbnbs? What are you rules about Airbnbs? I've never done an Airbnb. I've told you this no, and right. you find it strange. Yeah. I've snooped in an Airbnb. Well, I mean, that's possibly different because they're almost asking for it, aren't they? Still does. It was a man. It was in a packet. What difference does that make? I, un- I unpacked it, packaged it. Did you? Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you once go to an Airbnb and there was a bloke in the dark on a rocking chair in the house? Yeah. And I mean, and in the same in Abilene in Texas and and, and that's why uh, that's why I never do Airbnb. There was a cupboard full of ammunition, like a lot of like more ammunition. You know when you see a lot of ammunition, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. lot that's yeah, that's a lot of it. Um, I go to actual B and B's. I like staying in a B and B. Oh fucking a! I cannot stand people coming downstairs and then you know people looking at you while you eat your dinner, you eat your breakfast. Piss off! Give me a buffet. Give me a buffet, not look at me. I like the anonymity of a, just a hotel or an Airbnb. Just let me stay. But you've just said there's a leave. bloke in a rocket chair with a lot of ammunition staring that at That was an, an unwelcome aberration. Okay, right. That was an outlier. <laughs> that was an outlier. Um, but sometimes you, the best B&B owners, in my experience, they're very friendly, mm. uh, of course, and you get a quick once over of what's going on and mm. what happens, uh, and then they just leave you alone. So I think I think it's overstated the fear you need to worry about when it comes to. Um, I've seen that, that show kind of when you um, where the Airbnb owners. Not um, Airbnb, it's, it's, you mean four in a sorry, bed? Sorry, 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 sorry. Four four in a, a, is it four in a bed? Yeah, but they, I mean, think of the kind of people you get on that show, though. <laughs> Don't stay there, obviously, because <laughs> they're mad. <laughs> there was one that had like cameras like everywhere, like in every nook and cranny. It was so weird. It was like that film Sliver. 
It was. Oh, I remember that film. <laughs> weirdly, it sticks in your head. As, as a, Is I that think, Michael Douglas? No, it was. Um, no, because it had Sharon Stone in it. Right. I'm I think it was Sharon Stone in it, and it was one of the Baldwin's. I think it was Billy. Uh, it sticks in our mind because it had Sharon Stone in it. I think, and it was the film after Basic Instinct, and I think uh, lads, lads, our age were expecting more of the same. It was Billy Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the you just had, and and it was the UB40. I can't help falling in love with you. That cover. Well, they used that. I think it was, yeah. And but it's just weird that they it was a, it was a film about a man who had a lot of cameras in lots of hotel rooms. I can't remember why imagine, he had that. Imagine right. right being in charge of a film. I don't know what the fucking job is. Right. Imagine being in charge of a film and saying. Get me UB40. I really want to use I Can't Help Falling In Love With You. It's yeah. a beautiful song, Elvis Presley. Yeah. You know, all the rest of it. No, 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 no. We're doing the UB40 version. <laughs> Why? In what possible situation is the UB40 version of that song going to be more impactful than the original? That's mad. That is when, mad. Do you remember when Elvis's, uh, there was a bit of copyright that ran out on some of Elvis's stuff? What? Is that so how we you, got a little less conversation, a little correct. more action? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got a little less conversation. There was another Elvis song used, I think. Um, and they were just looking for double bubble. One last payout before it went. I think the copyright public. rules have changed now, haven't they? they I think they uh, they restarted it. Same with the Beatles and stuff. Uh, imagine, um, imagine being able to use like the Beatles and Elvis in your stuff for free. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, because well, I'm fairly certain Paul McCartney was in the vanguard of a campaign to mm. extend because at one point it ran out after 50 years didn't yeah. it and everyone yeah. was sitting on a time bomb weren't they um, let's squeeze this last email in from Sean then in Portsmouth and before I do it I should also say thank you very much to Steph Wilde who sent us a really cute pic of her two month old son she's been listening to Luke and Pete while doing his feeds in the middle of the night and all the rest of it so strength and uh, Godspeed to you Steph for that uh, beautiful looking son very cute baby Congratulations to all of you there. Um, you shouldn't be listening to that at such a young age. I mean, it's probably going to corrupt him, to be honest, but uh, it's your decision. You're the parent. Uh, Sean in Portsmouth has got in touch saying, during recent shows, I found myself thinking, I must email in about this, and I keep forgetting to do so, so I'm firing off an email now while it's in my brain. On the subject of weird things being confiscated, you remember we, we appealed to teachers to tell us about the weirdest things they confiscated from their pupils? Mm. It was a number of episodes ago now. Sean said, I'm a teacher, and towards the end of the last academic year, I confiscated from a pair of 15-year-olds a two-litre <laughs> two bottle full of water full of cut-up portobello mushrooms. I assume, they were trying to brew up, I, I assume they were trying to brew up some magic mushrooms <laughs> so they could trip out in a maths lesson, but had gotten their recipe from a less than reputable source. <laughs> I took it away from them, but did not inform the head of year because I'm no narc. In terms of weird pet complaints on the subject. That reminds me of like, you know when little girls uh, make, um, little boys I did as well, um, they make perfume by just putting roses in water, water yeah, in a bottle of water and it just doesn't smell of anything. There was a rumour that went around schools in my area when I was a kid that if you, you remember that non-alcoholic lager, Calibre? Yes. If you cracked it open, Billy Connolly used to promote it, you crack it open and pour a lot of sugar in it it activated the alcohol. It activated the alcohol. And low kids would go around like pretending to be pissed. Anyway, Sean <laughs> finishes by saying, in terms of weird pet complaints, before my teaching career, I worked in a well-known pet superstore. People would often come in for medical advice on their pets in the hope of not having to go to the vets and fork out hard-earned ah, cash. I imagine that happens a lot, actually. Never. The most bizarre of these was when a lady came into the store to complain that her parakeet's feet had changed colour from a normal reddish pinkish white to an electric blue. Obviously, as a bunch of pet shop workers, we had no clue what would have caused this. Uh, and when I unable to help, but not wanting to give up, she cried out, I've recently bought a new perch for the cage. Could it be that? And the perch was just made of unstained natural wood. Um, so presumably not. 
Keep up the good work, Sean in Portsmouth. Yeah, very nice. What do you, what do you think about that, eh? I, I enjoy the email. I have very, yeah. very few comments on it. Um, we've had one more Pete email in and another Luke get in touch. I can't remember oh. the name. I can't remember the tally, but I think they, I might be ahead. They should get together and do their own podcast. That'd be brilliant. I like it. I like bizarre world. I mean, it might be better than us, so maybe. Don't and it would that. probably confuse sponsors. <laughs> So we would get any money. Look, the, the amount of chat we have with the sponsors, they, they, they're invariably confused with what we do anyway. It's fine. I think we're confused with what we do anyway, aren't we? <laughs> hardly surprising. What is our USP? I don't really know. Yeah, about 40%. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get out of here. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com to get in touch. We'll look forward to speaking to you on Monday. Have a lovely weekend. You're almost there now. Friday tomorrow. Um, we'll see you next time. Peter, stay out of trouble. I wasn't um, in trouble. I'm never in trouble. Don't look at uh, old, old just, man's pubes. Do you know? Do you know why uh, the Romanians had um, so many um, orphans? Have you been googling this while I've been talking? No. Right. But I, I, would, I couldn't remember the guys' names. So I googled Ceausescu. Ceausescu. Yeah. yeah. You could have just asked me. I'm a human Google. <laughs> Ask me something else. What was his first name? Nikolai. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, I think it was. I think it was. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nah. It was. No, nah, it wasn't. It was. Hang on. Uh, I can't. So you it. have been googling it. It was Nikolai. No, I couldn't remember his name. Oh, it was Nikolai. Chichesca, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he just banned contraception on abortion. Because he thought that um, having um, uh, more people would mean economic um, strength. General Secretary of the Russian, of the Romanian Communist Party from 1965 <laughs> to 1989. <laughs> now you are Googling so, it. Interesting right. what we were saying earlier about Dostoevsky, isn't it? <laughs> right. Let's get out of here. Love See it. you on Monday. Have a great weekend, you guys. Thanks for listening. We love you all. Leave us a nice review. Five stars if you don't mind. No, we should be excellent. At least you can do. Sponsored by Nikolai Chichesko. This has been a Stakhanov production. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.